going to go deep. And I mean deep. And I mean touchdowns. Live from the Horizon event, it's time to go deep with your host, Tariq, only on 1350 ESPN. Said I'm going to be a legend soon. I'm a legend now. Go deep. Welcome to the Winter Olympics if you're in the state of Iowa anywhere right now. Had Frenchie uh, sweating it as I just pulled in the parking lot about 90 seconds ago, thinking I wasn't going to make it in time for the show open. But we're here, so we move on. This is Go Deep. I'm your host, Tariq, joined here with my producer, Frenchie. How you doing, sir? You having a good morning? Um, I mean, your Chiefs are in the Super Bowl this weekend. Week, but not a good day with uh, that crap I had to drive through this morning. Yeah, but I, I do hear you playing a little back-to-back Meek Mill right now, so you feel a little confident about this weekend. I mean, you know? yes. Hard not to be confident when you're the defending Super Bowl champions wow. with Patrick Mahomes under center. It doesn't happen often that we get a repeat champion, but we'll get into that. Tom Brady's the last one to do it. We'll get into that. Uh, a lot to get to today. Super Bowl 55, only a few short days away. Frenchies, Kansas City Chiefs are favored by three and a half now against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you caught it last week, it was only three, so it's slowly creeping up, and I think a lot of money is going start going on to the Buccaneers now through the weekend uh and not only that but the the game is in Tampa a home game for the Buccaneers the disrespect to be an underdog at home in the Super Bowl when you're Tom Brady we'll discuss all this upcoming weekend storylines throughout the program we'll check in with Cowboys coaches and assistant and former NFL quarterback Seneca Wallace for his monthly hello he'll check in with us in about 90 minutes uh senior bowl quietly snuck by this past weekend who knew uh, apparently NFL agent Lewis Bing knew. So he's going to join us to talk Senior Bowl, the combine changes, and a possible upcoming QB car- carousel that we're looking at right now. I mean, I feel like we have a roulette coming. Um, also, the big overturns with comedian Dante Powell. D3 and 3 with Frenchie. We're going to try to squeeze you in, Frenchie. Maybe uh, D3 in 2 minutes and 50 seconds. Uh, but we'll try to make it work for you sometime in the next two hours. Uh, and Bank on his back. Our old man, Tavian Banks, got his dentures fixed, and he's ready to go. NFL former scat back of the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll, uh, we'll take some shots at him, of course. And, of course, we'll open those phone lines, 515-244-1350. We'll try to get to you at the end of this hour, 515-1350. Write it down, save it, and be ready. Those phone lines pack up quick. Uh, but first, headlines. Our top headline right now is Marty Schottenheimer, former Kansas City Chiefs coach, now in hospice with Alzheimer's disease. I mean, a well-respected coach with, uh, I think, only two losing seasons. Yeah, 21 years, two 500. You're probably just a baby when he was with the Chiefs? Yeah, literally uh, two or three years old, but that man 13 trips to the playoffs, eight division titles in 21 seasons, including his final year as an NFL head coach was that 14-2 and season with the Chargers when LaDainian Tomlinson went off. Yeah, again, he had Tomlinson, he had Gates in his prime. I mean, he came back, it was a, what, a five-year hiatus before he came back to the Chargers? I think about one year with Washington and then took over with the Chargers, had Drew Brees for a couple years, and then tra- that transition to uh, Phillip Rivers for a couple seasons. So our, our much uh, much respect and prayers to the Schottenheimer family. His son is now the passing game coordinator for the Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars, announced this week, I believe. Uh, so, Marty, uh, prayers, and uh, you know we wish for the best. Hope you get better soon. Uh, speaking of the Chiefs, though, Super Bowl 55 kicks off this Sunday with the GOAT, Tom Brady, facing off against the possible GOAT of the future, a new era, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Chiefs and Andy Reid looking for back-to-back titles, as you just heard Frenchie with the uh, sound bed. Well done, Frenchie. Uh, Bruce Arians looking for his first as a head coach. And man, do I respect this guy as a head coach. The funny thing, too, is that Bruce Arians actually comes from the Marty Schottenheimer coaching tree. Yes. He, he was an assistant with him. Other names 
Dungey, Bill Cower, uh, Mike McCarthy, and uh, Herm Edwards. Yeah, and listen to all those rings you hear in those names, whether they're head coaches or assistant coaches. Arians did it with the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, when he finally got a chance with the Colts when uh, Pagano, Chuck Pagano, got injured. Arians had a great season and gave um, Andrew Luck his best season, I think, of his career. Uh, and now he's doing it with the Buccaneers. Of course, he's got the goat at the helm. But I myself has been have been calling it for the last six weeks. The defense is the reason why the Buccaneers are here, and they've won the last seven games, last eight on the road. Their last loss is to the Kansas City Chiefs. So what a storyline we have leading up to this weekend. Uh, I know you're excited, Frenchie. I know you're feeling really, really confident. And I'd be lying if I didn't say the Chiefs don't look unbeatable. Got this feeling, man. It's kind of like that Drake feeling I had about six, seven weeks ago. I got this feeling Buccaneers are going to put a little cash in my pocket. You, uh, I'm still telling you you're wasting your money. I mean, uh, you know, we're, we're going to run this back here next week. Don't don't act like we don't produce our own segments here. Uh, I produce the segments. <laughs> yep. So you, you're going to edit this one where you're wrong or, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll talk to Seneca about the uh, Super Bowl Dante as well. He's joining us in about 20 minutes. Uh, Matthew Stafford is officially settling in the L.A. market in his new digs as the newest member of the Rams. Jared Goff with bad water now, hoping to become as the new quarterback of the Lions. Uh, the real QB roulette, I think, will start next week. And now uh, Carson Wentz is still requesting a trade, it sounds like. He doesn't feel like he has the locker room still. Wentz, Derek Carr. There's going to be Deshaun some... Deshaun Watson. It's, I mean... It's so weird to me. I, I, okay. Don't say Wentz, Derek Carr. I mean, work your way down the ladder to get to Derek Carr because he's not on that same level. He's a, he's a good quarterback, and he can he can fill in anywhere and hold to four. I even think he can fill in for the Jets with a good defense and some some... A running game around him. I mean, he's better be than Wentz's. Mark Sanchez, you know. But what I don't want to see is Carr go to Houston, Texas and relive his his brother's glory days. Yeah. Uh, talk about full circle. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I have some scenarios I do want to pose. You know, what if Carson Wentz and Ertz and two draft picks traded for Watson and Fuller and we swap in Houston and Philadelphia? What if Jacksonville said, hey, we're ready to win now. Our division is beatable. I'll give you this Trevor Lawrence pick, two first-round picks, maybe a defensive player. You give me Watson and a defensive player. We're both starting off real good. We're in the same division, so it's very unlikely, but this is not a bad trade for us because as Jacksonville, we have salary cap. We got plenty of cap space. We can take this contract. And with Urban Meyer, would they not be in the playoffs in two years with Deshaun Watson? I think the biggest thing is that you mentioned it. The division is going to be, I think, one of the biggest reasons you won't see a trade to a team like Jacksonville or Indy because Indy also has a lot of cap space and oh, they're, they're quarterback not, away from being a super. They're not sending it to Indy, but they feel like uh, a first round pick from Jacksonville and it's Jacksonville. I mean, it's kind of how the giving McNabb to Redskins are like, eh. It's the Redskins. We're, yeah, but we're Mc, not too good. We would never give it past his prime at that point. Even then, we wouldn't have given him to the Cowboys. We wouldn't have given him to the Giants. Even if he was with a Walker, we would not have given him Herschel Walker. We would not have given him to any of those two teams. But the Jacksonville is kind of that little brother. It's kind of like Drake. One of your transfers from Iowa goes to Drake. You're like, eh, we're not too concerned. I think motion there, and I just wonder if, uh, and we'll ask Lewis Bang, I wonder if Jacksonville, if Urban Meyer got the phone call that, Deshaun Watson would be available for their first pick. Would he ponder? You got to ponder it. Would you take it? Do you, do you value Deshaun Watson, what you know he can do, over what you think Trevor Lawrence can do? 
I think the big thing is having that five years with Trevor Lawrence before you'd have to pay him a big contract is a big reason because that gives you all this time, all this cap space to try and build around him, and you get to save two other first-round picks potentially to continue this rebuild. Let's let's keep in mind Urban Meyer, he signed a long contract, but in this in this health age of his, and I use quotes because there's no quali- college uh, violations that will happen here, uh, but... I, I don't see him going more than three or four years without winning. Uh, and so I, I, I'm not, I'm not positive. He's going to wait out the the five years for that first contract. I think they still need to win now with Trevor Lawrence, uh, but we'll ask uh, NFL Lewis or NFL agent Lewis Bing. Um, my Drake Bulldogs are now 17 and zero. you feeling that magic yet? I, I told you back in December that there was something special about this specific team and coach and that, I had that feeling of 2008 when I was in California and knowing that Drake Bulldogs are going to the tournament and we're in that same feeling right now. They're in the top 25 and, and I think they are 25, but we got that feeling again. And I hear all these hosts now, Oh, Drake might be legit. No homeboy. That was your boy Tyreek six weeks ago saying, Hey, I, I feel something special about this coach and this team. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Drake throughout the program as well. Those other hosts are late to the party. Uh, this Bulldog party started about back in December for me. So, you know, keep that in mind. Uh, as I mentioned, we'll have uh, NFL agent Lewis Bing joining us. Or is he on now? He's on now. Oh, Lewis. Lewis, you're an early riser. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I, I didn't realize you appreciate it, man. Uh, you in Dallas right now? You're not getting the snow we're getting. No, I'm, I'm back here in Dallas. Pretty nice, pretty nice this week. So I, I hear it's snowing over there. Yeah, a little bit of a blizzard. I barely made it in here about ninety seconds before, but we're here. No, no, <laughs> no reason to complain. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad I'm not there anymore. <laughs> so we'll, we'll jump into this, and uh, in about two or three minutes, we'll take a quick break, and then after the break, we'll jump into Senior Bowl. But uh, I'll continue going through my headlines with you because uh, I do want to mention, um, you know, over the last forty-eight hours with country star Morgan Whalen, Wallen, uh, dropping an M bomb on video that was graciously handed over to TMZ. Funny how that works, right? How much do you think they got paid for that video? A couple thousand. Uh, the key word here being caught, though, because I, I think we all know this wasn't the first time Morgan has fired off an M bomb. Where do you stand with? Are you a country fan, Lewis? No, I'm not. not I don't even know who that is. Were you, okay, good. <laughs> and, and I'm not a country fan, but I have been in country radio for the last six years. I personally know that, and Frenchie's a huge country fan. I personally know that Morgan Wallen has been the biggest rise, fastest rising country star besides Luke Combs over the last two years. And he had a uh, probably a top three 2020 with a new album that was top two or double three. album too. double album you know up there with Lee Bryce I believe on Billboard for number one. Um, he had an incident where he's supposed to perform on Saturday Night Live, uh, but he was caught on video making out with a girl during a show the night before. And of course, with a pandemic going on, you can't be doing that walking into a studio full of actors. Uh, so he got kicked out, had a chance to redeem himself, come back a month later. But that was one of the many spankings he's had throughout 2020. Uh, he, he's got a mohawk. He has the cutoffs. Uh, not even Mohawk, a mullet. mullet. Uh, he is very parody country '90s. If you think Billy Ray Cyrus, his first two, uh, he, <laughs> he, but I think he overlived his persona. Uh, and he was caught on video dropping an M bomb, and it went to TMZ. And now his label—he's supposed to go on his huge tour this year. His label has now suspended everything. Has dropped them. Cumulus Radio has dropped. Uh, he's in flux right now. I think the only way to save face is to do uh, rehab and all those things. But where where are you with? You know, country music dropping in bombs, man. Where does it go from here? How do you fix that? How do you PR wise and just community wise? New tags, toe tags, 
Uh, I'm not sure. You know, like I said, I, I'm not a country music fan. It's probably the only type of music I've never listened to. I didn't know who he existed before you mentioned him. So, um, you know, I, there's definitely going to be backlash. And but, but like everything, I feel like time. You know, as time goes on, it kind of wears off. And uh, I think so you need to come out with an apology and then lay low for a little bit. Yeah, and play. you know, a lot, a lot of these guys, though. I mean. It's crazy. Like time, time tends to heal everything. So you know, he lays off for a while. I'm sure, you know, year yeah. year or two from now, a lot of his fans will probably forget it ever happened. To be honest, how would you deal with a player's PR? One of your players, if that you know, bad PR like that, they drop an M bomb, they uh, domestic uh, drugs, bad bad tests. How do you deal with your clients like that? What's the first thing you're saying to them? Oh, um, we have uh, we have. PR people who are who are specialized in this yeah. for <laughs> a lot of money set, them, set them up with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, we have a couple that, of a couple of companies who they specifically deal with crisis situations. They, I mean, you look at the NFL, the guys who are getting in trouble, and they almost always have the same same PR people that are that are cleaning things up for them. So, um, you know, it's uh, you know I I have dealt with uh, you know guys who've who've been in the spotlight for, for negative reasons before. And it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a lot of work, uh, not just, not just on my end, but the team usually steps in and tries to, you know, help clean things up as well and, and, you know, get the player the help that he needs. So it's, uh, you know, it's just definitely a team effort for them. Yeah. And I mean, there's been so many NFL players who have repeatedly made those incidents where it's just like, man, who is in his camp? Who's talking to really not be able to slow down what this train wreck that he's going down uh, but, <laughs> yeah you yeah. know what the thing that i learned it's, it's never it's never on one person you when someone when you hear about a star who's going through issues trust me there's there's countless people who are trying to help him countless people on the team who are trying to help him it's uh and if, if a guy still can't and it's usually because of them yeah. Well, uh, Frenchie's pushing me to take a quick break. We'll have you stick around and we'll jump into the Senior Bowl, Super Bowl. Uh, and, uh, you know, I threw out this crazy idea last or about 10 minutes ago. What if Houston called Jacksonville and said, hey, your Trevor Lawrence pick, two picks, and you get Deshaun Watson. We start over. We're in the same division, but you have plenty of cap space to win now for Urban Meyer. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts on that. But first, let's take a break. This is Go Deep. I'm your host, Tariq. We're back. A little bit famous right here in your go deep. I'm your host, Tyreek, joined here with NFL agent Lewis Bing. And uh, Lewis, I know the rest of the world didn't realize it, but the Senior Bowl was last weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, Senior Bowl. Um, <laughs> what do you miss? Especially important this year because there's no combine, um, pro days. Are kind of up in the air. I think most team, most schools will have pro days, but it's it's still up in the air. So this year, um, you know, the Senior Bowl every year, it's it's the best of the best. The best seniors in the country get invited to the Senior Bowl, where they'll be practicing in front of all the teams, the coaches, their scouts for about three days, and then they have the game itself. Although the game itself doesn't really matter, it's the practices that matter. Yeah, and that's that's really where you know guys can really. Make a name for themselves in front of all the teams, or they get exposed. You know, a guy may be just be a good system player in college. They go to the senior bowl, play against the best, and kind of get exposed. So it's uh, it's, an, it's an extremely important event for the top seniors every every year. And this year, with without the combine, it, it was especially important. 
And, uh, you know, I had a guy there who, uh, you know, fortunately he, he kind of had a coming out party there. Nice. Really did really opened a lot of eyes met with all 32 teams. And so, uh, you know, it couldn't have gone better for, for, uh, me on my end. And, um, you know, unfortunately the combine is canceled. So pro day is probably next. Yeah. Pro and days so, are the combine uh, this year, I think, right? The pro, your yeah. Pro day is your combine. Yeah. So, um, you know, can we, can we name drop big, who your player is and expectations? Yeah. Yeah. Um, William Brandler, defensive end, um, that's okay. the, the only guy I'm working with this year. He was, um, you know, he was there. A couple of Big 12 players were there. Tyler Wallace was there. Um, you know, the defensive end from Kansas State was there. Oklahoma had a kid. Uh, not not that many Big 12 guys this year at the Senior Bowl compared to usual, but, yeah. uh, but he was one of the few. And, um, you know, just uh, I was looking forward to the Combine, uh, but unfortunately it's canceled. You know, that's the Combine's one. It, it's it's a fun time if people don't realize it, but it, it's where all the you know, agents, players, scouts, GMs, coaches, we're all there. We're all there for every night. I mean, the, the players go to bed, but the, the agents, the scouts, the coaches, we all go out to the bars until 1 or 2 a.m. just socializing yeah, with each other. And yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how scouts do their job because they're out till 1 or 2 every night during the combine and they got to wake up at 5 a.m. and start timing kids. So I don't know how they do it, but it's, uh, it's, it's always been a fun time and I'm definitely going to miss in this year. Yeah. Was uh, Trevor Lawrence at the senior bowl or he doesn't do things like that? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, Trevor Lawrence was a, was a junior, so oh, he wasn't, okay. you know, but he, at the same time, if you're going to be the number one pick, he oh. will skip. Yeah. Yeah. They'll hold out. If you're going to be a top, Top ten, top fifteen guaranteed picks. Those guys usually do do skip it. Yeah, but, uh, but for everybody day. else, it's yeah, yeah. Well, the combine, but um, but yeah, yeah, for everybody else, it's it's the best of the best. And I mentioned this before the break, but Jacksonville and Urban Meyer and uh, Houston called and said, "Hey, we're not interested in trading Deshaun Watson, but we would be interested in that first overall potentially Trevor Lawrence pick, two others, uh, maybe a defensive player, and Deshaun's all yours." as Jacksonville, is that an intriguing win-now trade for you, or are you still just sold on what the potential of Trevor could be over what Deshaun is now at 25? You know what? I've, I've had this conversation with people. If I was Jacksonville, I'd say no. Um, really? Not just, not just because of Lawrence's potential, but because of the salary cap. You know, it's not often you get a great QB on a rookie deal. I mean, that's your window right there. You, you, get, a, you get a franchise quarterback, and hopefully Lawrence is as good as they expect, but you have all that cap room to build around him these next four or five years. That's their window. So, you know, Deshaun is obviously a great quarterback, but he comes with contract. Yep. So, you know, with you look at the Seahawks, when they won their, their only championship, it was when Russell Wilson was on his rookie deal. Their whole defense you know, was on rookie deals. If, it was amazing. Yeah, if you, if, you can have a, if you can have great players on rookie deals, that's going to be better than uh, you know paying for franchise Q, you know a ton of money to a franchise QB and having very little left over to build around him. So if I was Jacksonville, I would I would stay where I'm at. Um, I, I think Deshaun is a great QB, but to get Trevor Lawrence on a rookie deal for these next five years and have all that cap room to build around him, I think uh, that's that's the move going forward. And now that's assuming that they win and build and move quick like the Seahawks did. Do you think Urban Meyer sticks around for four losing seasons without health issues or uh, needing, to go back to co- <laughs> needing to go back to college? Uh, you know, uh, you know I, 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 think, I think he needs to win now and he's in a division and with $90 million plus salary cap, he has the opportunity. So Trevor should be the answer and they, they have the 
opportunity to grow right away and win right away. But if, if Trevor doesn't pan out in the first three years, is Urban looking, is he flirting? Is he looking to bail? Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, don't want to say anything negative here, but I, I mean, who, who knows? You know, the, the NFL, the college position is not easy. Very, no. very few coaches have made Chip that Kelly. transition. Yeah, J- Jimmy Johnson's the only one that comes to my, my yeah. mind that was great in college, great in the NFL. I mean, ask Nick, Nick Saban how much he liked the NFL. So, yeah, you know, um, quick you know on that there, there's, there's no telling. You know, Urban was obviously one of the greatest college coaches of all time and uh but the nfl is a different a different um uh, complete different game and so we'll see i mean he's had success everywhere he's been so and he has a great opportunity in jacksonville with the number one pick with all the cap space uh the, the potential is there for him to build something so you know if everything if everything goes wrong who knows i mean with with how the nfl is um he may not have to leave himself you know the nfl is so impatient with coaches with gms Three or, you know, you get three or four bad years in a row, they're cleaning house. So, you know, it may not be up to him if he has three bad years. Is uh, Speaking of quarterbacks, is Tom Brady the GOAT? I know you're probably in that area who didn't get to see well, Montana. 100%. And also, the, the head of my agency manages Tom Brady, so oh, I so got you to have say to. yes regardless. <laughs> yes, so, endorsement. But, yeah, but yeah, you, you look at his, his rings and, and how he's come to Tampa in one year, taking him to the Super Bowl and – a COVID year where they didn't even have that much time in the no off training camp, really... no OTAs, exactly. uh, um, brand new, a complete opposite offense from his dunk and dive West Coast offense almost to down the field, no risk it, no biscuit type of offense. I mean, it, it's been fun watching him with all these weapons that he never really had in New England. Yep. So, besides the most having... here. Oh yeah, Evans, um, Godwin, Antonio Brown on the outside, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones in the backfield, Brave, Donkowski, Brown. Yep. I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy, and and their defense. A lot of people don't give their defense credit. They had the number one run defense in the league this year. That's all I've been they're, saying they're, the last four weeks is there's ten name in this league who would have won that game against uh, the Packers last week and against the Saints because of that defense. I, I don't think the defense getting any credit. I think Shaq Barrett is playing lights out. Devin White's playing lights out. JPP eight they and a half fingers. They got the best linebackers in the NFL and the D line. Sue easily. doesn't have to get yeah. ten tackles for you to not realize the presence he makes in the middle of that line. You know, it's uh, oh, yeah. and so I think there's I could I can name ten other starting quarterbacks, including Wentz, who may not have thrown that third pick in a row, and who would have won <laughs> that game a little better fashion. I, I can argue that this has been Tom Brady's one of his most inconsistent and un- inaccurate passing seasons of his career. Uh, but it is a completely different offense. It is a downfield offense. He's you know he's most accurate I think in that eight to fifteen yard range. Uh, so it. I think the defense, I'm right there with you. I think the defense gets credit. I put 200 bucks on the Buccaneers back when they are plus 175. I think they're plus 140 now. Who you got this weekend? I got Tampa. I got okay. Tampa. All right. Florida yeah. boy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The Chiefs just look unstoppable. They look honest, unbeatable. But but I've, I've always I've always loved Tampa this year. I always said they're, they're going to put it together. And, um, you know, I, I just have a feeling they're going to pull it off. Yep. And I'm a big fan of defense wins championships. I know that was the old adage for the NFL. Uh, but I still think that matters. We've seen a lot of offense, and offense have won these championships, but when you get a stout defense, and Todd Bowles does not get enough credit. He should have had more interviews this offseason as well, but um, I, I'm with you. Tampa Bay takes this, and I think they, you know, if nothing else, they cover the three-and-a-half spread, but I think they win possibly by 10 points. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I think we get a wow. little cushion. And then, uh, you know, Chiefs are just so used to playing from behind that they feel like they need to. And you can't always do that against a good defense. And Packers learned that last week. Six points off, or two weeks ago, six points off of three turnovers. Aaron Rodgers, our MVP, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a, a real good Super Bowl. I'm, I'm looking at fortunate that there's not going to be many fans there because of the COVID year. Yeah, or, but, media, um, or media. Oh yeah, yeah. Any, I mean, that's yeah. That's that's, that's how the whole, the whole everything is in the NFL. But hopefully next year we get back to normal. Um, you know, that'd be that'd be great if we could. But yeah, I would say this has been you know Tampa versus Kansas City. This is you know I can't remember remember the last Super Bowl I was this uh, this excited about. I feel like it's just two great teams and um, it's it's going to be very entertaining. I'm with you there. I, not since the Eagles being in Super Bowl, but even before that, it's I mean this matchup lines you know from a, a media talk person angle there's just so much going on for this weekend um and i i i like what's going on man i, I appreciate your time uh look forward to having you back maybe after pro days and kind of fill us in on what's going on we appreciate sure. appreciate your analysis uh nfl agent lewis bing you be safe out there man you're not at the super bowl are you you're not in tampa no i'm okay. not not I, I wish i was but no you know i was in Miami last year good time but uh yeah pandemic pandemic shutting everything down yep (laughs) pandemic nfl agent lewis bing we appreciate you still to come uh right after this break we got lewis or i'm sorry the big o segment dante powell offensive player of the week or op ball of the week right here on go deep you're tuned in to go deep 1350 espn welcome back to go deep Special thank you to NFL agent Lewis Bing uh, checking in, giving us a little update on the Senior Bowl. Apparently, it happened last weekend. Who who knew? You know, once there wasn't a Pro Bowl, it was like, oh well, no football this weekend. Uh, but Senior Bowl happened. Lewis got uh, his player had a, a coming out party, as he said. So hopefully, that means he's gonna make some money next year and upgrade our studios here. Uh, I'm joined here with comedian. I was trying to think of. I'm out of that uh, 2020. Number one on iTunes, Spotify thing, Amazon, big year, Dante. But uh, you're here to join us with yep. the big O. James Harden's alter ego. James Harden's also, the new James Harden, <laughs> the millennial right. James Harden. <laughs> How you doing, I'm, man? I'm also still really good at comedy. You could just say I'm a good comedian. Oh, the good comedian. Okay, I started off with <laughs> comedian. I, you know, I yeah. didn't want to throw good in front of it until you did. Frenchie still hasn't seen you live, so he's doubting a lot of this, too. Um, but That's that's fair. <laughs> He usually has me rolling with at least one liner yes, every okay. show. Fair. Every show. That's a good comedian. That's a good comedian. Uh, and speaking of Frenchie, man, his boy. Have you seen his boy Morgan Wallen? Wallen out. Uh, I, on, I, caught on video dropping an M bomb. And let's be real, this wasn't his first M bomb. He said it, it rolled off the tongue like it was his first language. Uh, and and, yeah. I, and my my whole thing is, you know, he's number one rising star besides Luke Combs in the last two years in country music. Top three, top two album last year. Uh, was going to have a great tour season, blowing up. And he's he had a, uh, dare I say, illegit- illegitimate child at the beginning of last year with a baby mama who he got engaged to, he's no longer with. Uh, got caught kissing on camera right before his SNL, so got kicked off the show for that. Made a comeback, yeah. did it. Uh, bit the town Nashville, getting in a fight with his buddy. Randoms. Uh, he's just living the life too much. But now he's he's crossed the line, and TMZ got a hold of it. What's from a man? You is, know? Is it re- I mean, here he gave his apology, but we can't let this go. His, uh, his- he's gonna he's gonna have to remix the insurrection. He's gonna have to like write an insurrection song and remix it, and then maybe try that. Like I don't know what you do. 
I was thinking, like, I, I was thinking, are you read gonna, the, the Quran on tape by Morgan Wallen? Because that's the only no, way to come back. <laughs> he's got to be who he is. Like, yeah. I heard the way he said the N word. He didn't say that like someone First who time. is going to be no, sorry. Rolled off the he tongue. He said it. Yeah. He, it was like, hey, this is, this is who I am. And but he like, said it, roll it, like throwing a hit out there, telling his boy to handle that. You know, it was. I, I know. So, like, th- <laughs> there's a, there's a market out there for people who are down with that. So he doesn't have to apologize. Like, there was no. a time when we used to pretend like, oh, you need to apologize and be sorry for being like mean Me. to people. Yeah. But he like, no, just leave. I don't like, first of all, here's the thing that I need to mention first. He's got a mullet and yes. he's not tough. He's a tough guy. Like, yeah. It's sauna, so I'm not. But I think like, he, who cares? He, he is like Corey Heim or whatever. He, he Corey Feldman, he bought us so much that it's going to ruin his life. And you say I, there is a market out there for it. Yes, that market is country music. They love this. They endorse it, they, the co- Confederate flag. But country music, uh, a lot of younger stars came out. Kelsey Ballerina tweeted that this is not representative of Nashville. Mara Morris responded with, yes, this is. And this is representative of country music. And you can tell by the silence of our stars right now. And she said, we keep endorsing this guy when he know when we, we know this is not the first time he's used that word. We see him around town getting in scuffles. He needs to be cut off. Okay, well, you got let, young let music you bouncing off of it. Yeah, what's that? What What's more likely? Is it more likely that the country, country music stars are watching that video and being like, oh, that's terrible? Or are they watching it and doing it like game film and being like, you know, he needs to roll the R a little bit. <laughs> yep. again, or, so it sounds a little one, more natural. My, my, <laughs> real, my real question here is, did he go knock on that neighbor's door when he got back home? You know, the next day after all this turmoil, be like, hey, I, you know. I get it. Yeah. I've been out here making noise. I apologize, but come on, bro. Like, did you have to send that to TMZ? I mean, you could tell my, angle which neighbor it is. I'd be at his door. I'll pull up. But you know, <laughs> the, the funny thing about the people who he's describing when he uses that N-word is that a lot of them have guns, me being one of them. So pull up if you want to. Come, yeah, you know. come to my door asking me about a video if you want to. And it might you might be in the news again. <laughs> yeah, he specifically said it as if he would never pull up, but his friend might. So he's yeah. like, big Rob, get that boy. Yeah, get get dealt uh, with if you uh if you want to. <laughs> yeah, which you know, country music is changing. Uh, one half of one half of Brothers Osborne, a country band duo, uh, brothers obviously. One half TJ came out in Time Magazine yesterday as gay, uh, and I believe he's I, the I first, saw that as well. first yeah. openly male gay country singer. Uh, since Ty Herndon, maybe in the 80s, I think, after Ty came out, his career just completely flatlined. Uh, but we're in a different time, and Brothers Osborne already has their cult following. And there's two of them instead of just one, so it'll... He's got his brothers back. Yeah. Uh, but it, well, yeah, it's still, and, and it's a big being, change for with, country music. With it being country music, he can just date his brother, and now we're up to oh, two. Yep. So. Is that Louisiana or Alabama? Hey, cut, uh, out, oh, cut, my out, bad. The, my, cut out the crap, man. <laughs> the deep, deep Louisiana, we don't get down like <laughs> the that. The deep, we're, we're, deep south. Uh, yeah, but I mean, country music is changing. Times are changing. So I, I respect the uh, the Time magazine. Um, and I, I love the timing. After it. It's it's that old country where Hank Williams, eh, was it that bad? You guys say it all the time in a rap song. Come on now. You know, it's it's like if Frenchie's, if, if Frenchie's brother or sibling all the time at home called him, hey, fathead, hey, fathead. That's fine. You, we might argue at home. We might joke around. But the moment he gets outside and some stranger says, hey, fathead. Him and his brother are ready to pounce on that stranger, right? And and fathead with an R, you know. <laughs> I mean, Therese calling me right here, and I'm ready to pounce. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to be a big pounce. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at me. I just, I just took an example for another reason to make fun of Frenchie and his fat head, just like that, you know. But uh, you know, it's 
it times are changing, and I think we need the the Blake Sheltons, the Luke Bryans to come out and say, "Hey, man, I used to say it when I was twenty, but we got to get past that. Whatever realness, it has to happen. We know you say it, Morgan. We just got to make you, you. You can't. You can't say that anymore. Uh, but uh, we want to get into your big O. Do you want to take a break fr- first, Frenchie, or keep rolling? Okay. Uh, let's uh get into big O first. Who you got this weekend, man? Before we get to your offensive player. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs. Chiefs covering that three and yep. a half too. Ah, that's what I'm worried about. But yeah, I'll, I'll take them. I'll take them minus. Three. Yeah, there's no money in straight up for the Chiefs. I, I still got my Buccaneers. I'm riding hard with that. Uh, I put some good money on Fournette for MV, MVP and Kelsey for MV, MVP because they had odds. Uh, who you think okay. takes that that trophy home? What individual? Man, it, it's gonna be Mahomes or Brady. Uh, yeah. there's, there's too much of I, more Yeah, it, it should have been Damian Williams. Williams last year. had it last year, and it's the only slight reason I dislike Mahomes because he should have came out and said that at his press conference, saying, "Yo, I appreciate this. This uh, should have been Damon's." I'll give Damon's. credit to Brady. He did that in 2014 with exactly. Malcolm Butler. Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and that's where Mahomes is not there yet. Uh, also, he doesn't have five, six titles. You know. He's been in the league for three seasons or four seasons, technically. But Fr- Frenchie starts off the show playing back to back Meek Mill, you know, and, and the, <laughs> the, the audacity. I know they look uh, unbeatable right now. Audacity to think that Tom Brady doesn't have a chance. I still have a text me. message where you told me to download it. So <laughs> yes, I, I want to, I'm, I'm not catching any Ooh. shade on this. Yeah. Ooh, the the okay, shade room right. is opening up. I would love, let's turn off Frenchie's mic for a second. Uh, let's I run the board. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's get into your big old Damien. Let's, uh, Frenchie, hit the music. Oh, oh, oh. The Big O with comedian Dante Powell. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. So this week, uh, I want to do a quick honorable mention to Fred Van Vliet, who went off for 54 points Man. in a Raptors victory a couple days ago. He went 17 for 23 from the field, 9 for 9 from the free throw line, and 11 for 14 from the three-point line. My man went off. It's the highest score undrafted player ever. My he's man went together, off. He's putting together quite a career for uh, an undrafted player. He may be one of the greatest undrafted players of all time at the at the end of this. So just wanted to give him a quick shout-out. But this week I'm actually doing an oddball, guys. An oddball. Give me a chief. Give me a chief. Uh, man, actually, the eyeball is actually the NFL's head coaching hiring process. Yes, yes. I gotta, I gotta talk about it, man. It, it's nuts because the, the Rooney Rule. I don't. I, I'm at a point now where mm. it feels like it's incredibly necessary, but it's useless. Like nobody's treating it with any respect. Not at all. Affirmative <laughs> action all over again. <laughs> it, it, it's nuts, and so I, I, I want to just point out that. Um, a couple of things here. One, there are more good black head coaching candidates out there than Eric Bieniemy. Like Eric Bieniemy should have a job, but there are other great black coaches out there. So Tom we don't Coles, have to, Leslie Frazier, yes. Uh, uh, yeah, Raheem Morris, Byron Leftwich, uh, Jim Caldwell, Marvin Lewis. Like Jim Caldwell, if Mike, Mc- if Mike McCarthy can get a job, Jim Caldwell should have a job. Okay. Yes. Now, I, the one thing I did want to mention is that your Eagles. Hired Nick Sirianni, who? who absolutely ruined, just just gave the worst introductory press conference I've ever seen in my life. And worse than Dan Campbell? Dan Campbell was worse, but but no, it wasn't. Billy, no, Billy's no. not happy about Sirianni or whatever the heck his name is either. Dan, Dan Campbell did what very few people could do and made 
sound delicious, okay? But three times, I, he, over, he overdid it. He was, he was worse than Hulk Hogan on that he one. Did he not. oversold it. I, I wanted more than a knee sandwich. Like, I've, I've had the Get Popeye's chicken sandwich. I want a knee sandwich. I want a Dan Campbell knee sandwich, okay? The I've heard of a, you heard of a knuckle sandwich. Now we <laughs> do different right. things. Yeah, I, I want I want some slow roasted knee. I'm with you and, though. The but, Eagles head coach was not a not impressive start. But I say that to say that he also has hired a uh, a staff that looks like the Brady Bunch, and it. I, I just wish that there was a way to uh, to go about this a little bit better. But I also think that like this is a, a tough spot to be in because if you one of the things I always see when I talk about Eric Bieniemy is people say, well, maybe he doesn't interview well. Well, Sirianni showed up to his interview and didn't have a suit. And so everyone dressed down in Philly to make him feel more welcome. And that's just the kind of hearing or seeing when you get these uh, black men. So I'm not I'm not outwardly saying that uh, the NFL is racist and they need to uh, only hire black coaches. But I am saying that we need more uh, effort into making sure we're not doing things that are excluding black coaches that may not look exclusionary like just be mindful you're not saying they're racist but you are saying you wouldn't be surprised if morgan wallen sang the national anthem yes hank, hank williams used to so you know come on uh look good man. one frenchie and, and, I, and I, I i am saying the nfl leans leans towards racism more often than none i mean we look at you, you talk about the coaching, but the upper office, you know, all the opposite. Lewis Riddick, the opportunity to see intelligent yeah. black former players, front office guys who should have a job right now. You look at the coaches you named off and the opportunities. Jim Caldwell, how he lost his job uh, in, in those short th two, three seasons and having a winning record and losing his job and not being able to get a job right after that. Uh, and then all the way down to the Kaepernick thing. I mean, yes, he might have interrupted your game and how you like to do things. But the man should have had a job for at least two, three, four more years after that happened. Uh, I'm not saying he should have a job right now because he he ruined you know those tryouts in Atlanta and moving to locations, not being in shape at the end of it. Uh, but for four years they ousted that man, and it, it just it, more often than none they prove why this process is not is not working at all. Yeah, it's uh like I said I I, I don't it, there's a there's not an excuse for racism ever. But I, I think they just have some blind spots that are making them come across as racist in moments where they're they're really not trying to be like Roger Goodell. Obviously, oh. wants there to be more black coaches, but yeah. who is he? He works for the owners, so who is he to tell them you have to hire, you know, whoever? So. Jerry Jones ain't taking that. Yeah, but yeah. I appreciate you coming through, man. We gotta jump over to uh, country singer Danny Graham, your homeboy, uh, Mark. Or what's his name? Morgan. Morgan Whalen. Morgan Wallen. There we go. I I just want to erase him from my mind. Uh, comedian Dante Powell and very funny and funny good comedian Dante Powell joining us. We appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, <laughs> Danny Grouse. Well, a uh, big week for country music and a lot of breaking news. We got Danny Grouse right after the break. This is Go Deep. Welcome back to Go Deep with your host Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center Studios. I like having Dante Powell in the first hour. Comedian Dante Powell just joined us with the Big O segment. Had a little fun with NFL agent Lewis Bing joined us in the first hour about 30 minutes ago to talk Senior Bowl and NFL trade opportunities and his uh, coming out party for his new agent or his new client. Uh, still to come, we got Seneca Wallace joining us in about 45 minutes. Um, assistant or coaching assistant with the Dallas Cowboys and, of course, former NFL or Iowa State great 
Uh, and then we got Tavian Banks with the bank on statement coming up in about 30 minutes. But joining us right now, we have Danny Grouse, country singer and uh, all around good dude. Danny, big news for country music this week, man. I, um, I think it was maybe six years ago. I was fortunate enough to help create an event called Firefly Country Nights in Ames. Uh, first time Main Street Names featured a national country artist, and we pulled it off four years in a row. That third year, I think I booked a young band known as Brothers Osborne. Uh, great dudes, and I think you even opened that show for me, right? That is true. That, that is true. Old time that night. Did you get a chance to meet Brothers Osborne? Did I hook you up with some meet and greets? Um, just kind of in passing while I was going back to the green room, actually, after our set. They were signing autographs and doing some VIP stuff, so, you know, just kind of a hey, handshake kind of thing. Didn't get to talk to them much, but... Great dudes. Great dudes. I've had a chance to party with him a couple of times. TJ Osborne, as of yesterday, was featured in an article where he announced to the world that he's gay. Uh, and he's uh, known this since he was younger. Uh, but it, it, in country music, it's a hard to out. I believe he's the first openly gay male country artist since maybe Ty Herndon in the 80s. Uh, and Ty's career somewhat fizzled the moment he came out. Uh, is Nashville, Nashville ready for a gay star? And how can this industry make things different for TJ so he doesn't fizz out after this announcement? personal view on it is i don't i don't look at it as a one item thing anymore i think it's a cumulative of you know like we were both saying they're they're a class act for starters so i think part of it is their attitude and their fan base and you know how they've carried themselves through the business um i mean their music is phenomenal so that kind of stands on its own but so i think it's i personally think country's ready for it I think country is ready for it. I think it needs it. Country is similar to hip hop in the sense of uh, has always kind of closed out the gay community, shunned them in a way, uh, you know, for reasons because it's not manly and hip hop to them, which is finally, you know, sure. Tyler Creator and Frank Ocean helped change that a lot. Uh, even Prince's, uh, you know, femininity helped change that a little bit. Uh, but with sure. country music, it was always kind of the excuse of Christianity, religion, uh, just not the right place for it. Um, I, you say you think it's ready for it. Do you think the fan base outside of Brothers Osborne is ready for this, for this in country music to change? Because we'll talk about everything else that's going on in country music, but are you, you think the fan base and country music in general is ready for this overwhelming change that's about to happen in country music? I think so, personally, partially because of the things you just talked about where, you know, views on some things have changed over years and is obviously a component of it. But I think the fan base is much broader today than it was in years past. Um, you know, for better, some people would argue whether that's better or worse, you know, but in my personal opinion, I just don't, it's just not a big deal for me. I think it's not a, that big a deal for a lot of people. I don't think it in this case, I don't think it's a huge shock to people either. You know, looking back, there was some content in a couple of their videos yes. that kind yep. of led you in that direction. So but I think a lot of people wanted to ignore shock. that. Yeah. I think a lot of people wanted right. to ignore that. And that goes back to the, you know, not want to be a part of that country. Yeah, we, we can't ignore the greatest country star of all time, Lil Nas. Uh, Lil Nas, yes, and you say country star, <laughs> but yes. And e and even then, you know, the country world kind of made And then when they found out he was gay, it was even more, oh, yeah, we get it. But it wasn't really accepting. So I hope this is a better turnout for TJ. I think having his brother next to him and them already having a presence in the in the field, in the market of country music will help him greatly. Uh, Join here with country singer Danny Grouse, by the way. Uh, and we will open those phone lines, 515-244-1350, 244-1350. Danny, tell me when's the last time you dropped the N-bomb. I mean, you can be honest with me. Um, pretty much never, unless <laughs> I was joking or probably quoting. Uh, honestly, I, the last time was probably when I was quoting Blazing Saddles. 
Yeah, like then one of the greatest movies of all the, time. When and you it said came it, from an era when you could actually joke about stuff. <laughs> yeah, but when you said it, did you feel like okay? Uh, I probably shouldn't say this too many places. Well, yeah, I mean, nobody ever feels comfortable saying certain things. I mean, we've all said certain things about in uh, it. You, say, you know, you, I served along every conceivable race when I was in the Navy. So, you know, I've heard stuff too that I yeah you know, I wouldn't repeat on radio. IPhone, <laughs> yeah. And you say. uh People always regret it. Morgan Wallen, you know, to me, the hottest rising country artist of the last two years, not taking out Luke Combs. Uh, you know, he's got the mullet, the cutoffs, the boots, uh, almost a parody of what Billy Ray Cyrus was in his first two years of country music. But he seemed to kind of take over in Carolina. Uh, but I like, I like that parallel. Yeah, yeah. but we, we're not that he said it. We're just shocked that he was called on camera because... For him, you say uh, everyone feels bad when they say it. It rolled off the tongue for him. We know it's not. Mayor Morris tweeted, this is not the first time he said it. Uh, Should we accept his apology? And we, as in black people, you as in a listener, Frenchie as in a fan of Morgan, should we accept his apology? And and what's next? Rehab? Or how do you save face from this? Well, full disclosure for me, I was never that big of a fan from the beginning, so I got to put that out there. Okay. I understand kind of both sides. Me, personally, I'm not a huge fan of cancel culture i think you should be able to repent you know you should be able to take a few punches get back up and apologize if that's the case in this particular case he's got a track record he had a bad he had a great 2020 but a bad 2020 with pr right and it's you know and a lot of people are already all over facebook saying well george jones this and waylon jennings that well if you don't understand we're not in that time anymore i don't even want to talk to you and we're not it this is not the 70s no, we're past that. In the 70s, we're only a 40 short years ago, you know, a 50, right. 50 short, say almost 50 now, uh, almost 50 short years ago. But I mean, my grandmother right. had to drink on her own water fountain in a way. So, I mean, we're right. not that Absolutely. far removed. So people act like, oh, slavery was so long ago. Get over it. No, especially when we got country artists, hot rising country artists, you know, and uh, Kelsey okay. Ballerina tweeted that this is Nashville and country music. And as I mentioned earlier, Mary Morris responded saying, yes, it does. And that we all know yeah, this I, isn't the first time he dropped it. And we need country music as a whole, our leaders, our stars to say something because we allow this way too often and it's going to keep happening. Yeah, I agree. Being a huge fan of Mickey Guyton too. I, I followed everything yes. she said about it. And yep. I wholeheartedly agree from her perspective as well. So it's kind of like a black guy in NASCAR really when it comes to the country and you know, being a, as a black guy, well ingrained in country music, uh, not even country music, country radio and the country industry, concert industry for country. I can attest that a large part of the country genre almost encourages this behavior with the with the Confederate flag and the saying of N bombs and the, you know, possibly treating me the wrong way when I'm at a country festival, not knowing who I am until they see me get on stage. Uh, you know, right. what needs to change for country music to move forward for to with the rest of the world? I mean, because like you said, there are there are young progressive country fans and country I think is like hip hop of the nineties, it's the new pop. Uh, you know, working for the ops sure. previously, I, I know how popular it is Taylor Swift is still considered country at times, uh, which she's not. Uh, but how, how do you how do we move forward for country music to catch up to the times? And and also your thoughts on Confederate flags at concerts and representing country music. In my view, it ties into kind of what you just said. Like your, I know you as a guy, as a man. Yep. I want to listen to your perspective. That's where it usually goes wrong. Is everybody wants to look at it through their lens. You know, you you can throw out terms like white fragility, whatever you want to call it. But if you're only looking at your life experience, that's usually where it goes wrong. I, I want to listen to people like you, people like Mickey, you know, the, the black friends, Mexican friends that I have, all these different groups that I have life experience that I draw from. I trust them. 
when they say it's a problem and they've dealt with this and that, I listen. And I think that's usually where it goes wrong. Everybody's getting so defensive, and it happens on both sides, but everybody gets so defensive on their view of it that they just quit listening to everybody else. And I think that's part of what needs to happen. Do you, as a country singer, understand why uh, the Confederate flag seems so offensive still? Um, you know, to, and to me, uh, and I hate to say it, but the Trump flag and the Confederate flag are just as scary now to me. I live in North Ankeny, and a guy across the street still has a Trump flag waving, and that's as, as just as scary as me walking in a neighborhood and seeing a Confederate flag as a black guy getting off the airport airplane, airplane in Charleston, South Carolina, and the first thing I saw was this huge Confederate flag. I, I wanted to run back right. on a plane. Uh, do you do you see the do you understand the parallels or is it not a big deal to you? It's, that's actually a whole other subject, probably. But yeah, yeah. First of all, I definitely agree with you, and I see the parallels. And I'll take it a step further. If you look back on the history and why that flag existed to begin with, here's an interesting question: the same people that would defend that flag would be the first people to jump up and yell at Mexicans for waving a Mexican flag in the United States yes, or whatever group it was. Yep. 100%. You understand what I'm saying? There's one flag for this country, so you can't have it both ways. And I've never understood the, you know, I understand the heritage part of it to a point. But we're not but, in the South. We're in Iowa, and we see that flag right. just as much. Well, that's They're also whole, the same like, people that yell America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I whole, really don't get it in Iowa. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll bring you on another time. Yeah. What'd you say, Frenchie? The claim is like, oh, well, you know, America this, America that. Then why are you using a flag for a group that ran away from America and then lost a war? Yeah, it's Agreed. just the, the, the symbol uh, is just terrifying to me. And, you know, well, here's uh, a, can I give you an interesting tidbit of information? Yeah, I, got, I got 90 seconds. Hit me with it. My, my grandma actually traced my heritage back to Robert E. Lee. Oh, wow. Not so much. possible. And I feel the way I do about things. So. Yes. Times can change. People can change. Uh, I, I, have no, I have no connection to any of that whatsoever. We're drawn here with Danny Grouse, country singer. Danny, I'm going to let you get out of here, but who you got this weekend? I know you're a Vikings fan, so you probably won't even watch the game because you guys won't be there for another 10 years, but who you got this weekend? I'm, I'm really just looking forward to the quarterback shootout. Yes. got to get, I mean, not a huge Tom Brady fan, but respect. Respect that Maybe man. Maybe pulled the team out of nowhere. And then... Yep, give that man his flowers while he's still alive. Uh, I was never, I, never, I was a Brady hater, big-time hater. Uh, especially coming from the e NFC East, being an Eagles fan, but I got her in in my book. Going came the goat in my book. I always had Montana then Elway there. Uh, Brady became the goat to me. Uh, the quarterbacks could have won that game two weeks ago against the Packers, uh, throwing three picks in a row. I think his defense is the reason they're gonna win this weekend. Um, but who you got? Did you make a choice? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm gonna go. I think Casey's gonna do it, but. I think that current goat going against the future. So yep, that's what I think it looks the future like. Future goat's got an edge when it comes to overall offense, but we'll see what happens. Wise words from country artist Danny Grouse. Danny, we'll let you get out of here and get to your meeting. Still to come. Appreciate you, man. By the way. Uh, yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. Still to come. We got Tavian Banks with the bank on a statement in about fifteen minutes. But Frenchie's D three and three right after the break. This is go deep. He's gonna go deep. Live from the Horizon Event Center studio, it's time to go deep with your host, Tariq, only on 1350 ESPN. Welcome to Hour 2 of the program. Dante Powell came through about a half hour earlier with his first oddball of the week, which was the NFL, I believe. 
Uh, so nice of him to switch it up for us. Lewis Bang, NFL agent, came through, talked Senior Bowl, the changes at the Combine, and uh, our possible QB roulette that we have coming up here in the next week or so as we enter free agency in March. Uh, and then we just had country singer Danny Grouse with a little real talk uh, about the new world of country. You got TJ Osborne of Brothers Osborne coming out in Time Magazine article yesterday as gay and for a long time, uh, which is very shunned upon in the country industry for a long time. And hopefully that's changing now. Uh, and then we also have Morgan Wallen, Frenchie's boy, dropping M-bombs probably all the time. But this one called on camera as he was telling his buddy to go handle some business for him. Uh, so a lot of a lot of things uh, coming in the country world. Danny said he's not a fan of or cancer culture, cancel culture, uh, which I love it. It cracks me up. Uh, but he does understand that Morgan needs to take a backseat for a while. His label has suspended him for unlimited. You know, we don't know where that goes right now. And keyword suspend. So they're still like, uh, if your PR bounces back, we got you. But for now, we got to do the right thing. Uh, I heart cumulus uh, saga all pulled him from the radio station. So uh, great job by the economy and the the, the nation to kind of back what's right. Uh, I think a lot of country music fans are still ready to back Morgan. Uh, so we appreciate Danny Grouse joining us with that. Still to come, we got Tavian Banks with the Bank on a State segment here in about 12 minutes. And Seneca Wallace dropping his kids off at school right now, but hopping on, call, giving us a call in about 30 minutes to talk the uh, big Super Bowl weekend. But first, we're going to go to the most impressionable three minutes in sports radio. This is Frenchie's D3 and 3. Can't forget the little guys. Don't forget the little guys. For D3 and 3 with producer Frenchie. Three minutes dedicated to Division 3 sports in the state of Iowa. We to get up. And we're going to take a different route today. We're uh, going to branch out away from the state of Iowa. Um, really cool story. A guy that's going to be a big part of this weekend's festivities in the Super Bowl. Starting guard for the Tampa Bay Valley Marpet. And this is a guy drafted 2015 in the second round out of Division Three Hobart, which if you get into Division Three, you start seeing some really weird names, and Hobart is definitely up there. But um, second round, 63rd overall pick, I believe, 61st. So high draft pick for a guy to the third round. I remember seeing this draft and being extremely surprised to see a Division Three guy and then thinking about the guys that played for my school like one of them was the first team all-american why didn't he you know try to do the senior bowl and do this because ali we talked with lewis bing earlier about the senior bowl ali marpet the reason he got so high was an incredible performance at the senior bowl dude's like 6'5, 320 or somewhere around there and um if you go back throughout his story his dad is i believe a farmer his mom had a uh big one hit song and then um you know that's pretty much it in terms of like incredible things about the family but, uh, the quote from his dad that i absolutely love is to this day he doesn't know if ali owns a shirt that he bought himself because he was big into hand-me-downs and everything and even when they had a nice you know had to dress nice for an event with the bucks he was wearing a polo that he got from a former teammate so really cool guy and um you know, he's a big kid, you know, kind of have to be to end up playing offensive line in the NFL and uh, really got into sports because he was, you know, he played a little bit of basketball, played a little bit of football. But the thing that really sh stood out to him is his dad told him, oh, you should go try out for this AAU basketball team. He really didn't care too much, but his dad convinced him he went and tried out, made the team. And I think that's really what kind of sparked his love 
for competitive sports and everything like that. But Hallie Marpet, a Division three player who uh, had a little bit of exposure as a junior and then came out and really committed faster, getting bigger, getting stronger his senior year. And now here we are six years later, goes from Division three Hobart to a second round pick to starting every game that he's played in in the NFL, which is impressive for a rookie but even more impressive for a Division Three rookie. And now he's going to be starting in the Super Bowl, protecting the greatest quarter time, and be matched up with one of the best defensive tackles in the league in Chris Jones. And he's going to be one of the most important unheralded players we will see on the field on Sunday in Tampa Bay. Ooh, D3 and 3 from Mr. D3 himself, Frenchie. Uh, great story, man. I hate to break it to you. Chris Jones is going to eat that man alive. <laughs> We're going to see him get tossed left to right to left throughout the game, but uh, he's had a great season, great scouting by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to find that guy in the second round because who is headed to Hogwarts or wherever he went to college? <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. He actually uh, was rated, I think it's like the 10th best guard in the NFL wow. this past season. I think only allowed maybe one sack. So bad scouting by the colleges who didn't pick him up. Yeah. You know, he could have been on Alabama for yeah. that matter. And the biggest thing, too, is that a very versatile player played left guard, right guard, and center throughout his career for the uh, Bucks, and now that offensive line gets to add a little bit more with Tristan Wirfs, and I think we're starting to really see a nice young line that they're building in front of Tom Brady and whoever eventually replaces him when Tom Brady retires at the age of 70. Yeah, I mean, Tom, he claims he can go another two, three years. We'll see. I'll stop now. But, yeah, I, but if you win now, it's a great way to go out. I mean, I don't think anyone's went out better than John Elway. You and know? I will I'll say this. If Sunday comes end up losing... I'm not going to be distraught. Bruce Cardinals have also been a team that I've loved for years. Okay. And Bruce so you just Ar hopped to the most popular team in the time. Well, my dad was a season ticket holder for the Cardinals oh, wow. for like okay, 10 okay. years. All right, all right. That's an NFC fair, team. Fair, Yeah. Well played. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yes, I, I got mad respect for yeah. Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich. You got you to gotta respect that guy's mm -hmm. grit. Um, and Marshall University, just so many, you know, the NCAA back and speaking of which ncaa is coming back you see that I'm so excited about this i want the basketball game more than the football game but yeah march madness was beast mode uh but the, the football game running that triple option i mean i think back to the stevie hicks, hicks days at uh iowa state or jamie burrow even at uh nebraska he was a beast on those games and burrow tweeting yesterday all i wanted my whole life was to be on the cover of ncaa and they release it the, the year, year after, after i graduate yep. yeah I hey, think if you can't it, have it all your way, Jamie. If it comes out this coming fall, I believe you I mean you gotta put Trevor Lawrence on the cover. Trevor and, Lawrence will be in there. Smith is gonna be outstanding on the game. Yeah. Uh it's gonna be a fun game to come into. Iowa State's gonna be fun to play with. Uh, you know, surprise, surprise to come out with a game when Iowa State's actually gonna be a top ten on it. it they won't have the likeness of the players, but I feel like you'll no. put in people that will be as talented. But they just won't look like it. Which, no, the faces are going to be. But we've come 15 years since those ugly faces we used to see. Uh, I, I, for one, think they need to put the likeness on it, but also pay the player exactly. to put the likeness. EA Sports makes enough money. Uh, PlayStation, Xbox makes enough money. Yeah. Madden, the franchises make enough money. Hey, it's not like kids. EA is putting a lot of money into the games. No, not at they're, all. They're still horribly designed games. They got they got athletes, you know, old athletes like Tavian Banks putting on those stick, stick it things on the bottom and mimicking moves. Uh, they'll be okay. They're not paying a lot to produce this thing. Pay our college kids, man. I, you know, this. I always have this discussion about boosters, and I, if I was a college kid right now, I'd take the money from the booster because the the school's paying me for school, but I'm making you a lot more money than that. So 
Uh, that brings me on a whole different discussion. Uh, speaking of Tavian, we'll have Tavian here joining us in about six minutes with his bank on it segment. Um, and then Seneca Wallace about 20 minutes and we'll talk NFL. We'll talk the uh, combine coming up. And of course, Super Bowl weekend going back to back. I got money that says otherwise. Frenchie, you want to make a friendly wager here? I, I, and not even money. I think we, uh, here's the deal. Here's the deal. So Super Bowls this, this Sunday, uh, next Thursday, every Thursday at Teehees, they do a social distance open mic. Um, Teehees owned by Sid and Dante Powell performs there also, also often. Uh, how about the loser of this game does open mic? Um, we can figure out a Thursday. A, a Thursday. Can, okay. Yeah, I Fair work. In, I work here, and then I work until seven on my other job. Then it's a half an hour drive back. Hey, it's only half hour to downtown. Then you start performing. Yes, we'll we'll pick a Thursday, but that's the bet. The loser performs open mic, and we'll we'll Facebook live it from the Go Deep page. And uh, I want I want you to take it serious. So when you lose, I want you to write some good material and go up there like you're ready to be a comedian. I mean, I work with you every Thursday. I'm used to comedy. You know, good comics. So. You know a good comic when you see one. Dante, he's okay, but come on. I'm the real star here. Uh, as I mentioned, we got Tavian Banks coming up after the break and Seneca Wallace. We will open up these phone lines here in about 40 minutes to you. Uh, that's 515-244-1350. 515-244-1350. We mentioned in the first hour, Marty Schottenheimer, now in hospice care with Alzheimer's disease. Uh, we didn't know his age was getting up there, but well-respected coach. Uh, his son just got a job with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm not so sure about that hire. But we won't talk about that while we talk about Marty because Marty is a well-respected guy, uh, done great things for this industry. I mean, you named off the coaches, Frenchie, of who's uh, come out of his system. Yeah, Bruce Arians, a guy that we're going to see on 100%. Sunday. Guys like Mike McCarthy, who say what you want about him, the dude still has a Super Bowl ring. Yep. Bill Cowher, who's Seneca's getting, boss. Yeah, Bill Cowher getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Herm Edwards, who you know didn't necessarily have the postseason success, but man, he's been an inspiration for a lot. To of win you. the games, he's, I love Herm. I used to do Herm's golf. We're going to get Herm on a show here soon. He's he's a busy man with this whole college life. But, uh, yes, shout-out to Marty, Marty Schottenheimer. Prayers to you, sir. Uh, and we hope you recover quickly and, um, you know. And then it's Black History Month. We can't forget the first American head coach to ever win the Super Bowl, Tony Dungy. I will Tony Dungy. Uh, and I will also not forget how he was shipped out of Tampa Bay and then the next year Tampa Bay won it and gave Gruden the credit with Dungy's home with uh, deep in the tournament. Yeah. Too soon. Is this why I can't get promo on the show? I, Probably. Why, why I would say my own team communications office won't get back to me about promo. They want to give me any other basketball player or anyone else on the team, but not promo. I want promo. I'll take some players too, though. Iowa State made a nice little run. They're no Drake Bulldogs. They're not my Drake Bulldogs by any means, but they, they had a close one, showed a little life. And I think a big part of that is they had players return from COVID restrictions. Uh, so is there hope for my Cyclones? Mm, I think it's a little negative, late in the season. Negative. It, uh, negative. There's not. You, we know what they can do in the Big 12 tournament. Yeah, but if there is a Big 12 tournament, but I I don't think there's hope. I think we start over from Prome, but this is also why I can't get Prome on the show. This is Go Deep. We got Tavian, Tavian Banks, Bank on a Statement, right after the break. Welcome back to Go Deep. Had a fun show so far, Super Bowl week, so uh, gearing up, but just so many storylines going on between uh, sports, country music, uh, life in general. Um, another former Mets exec getting in trouble for uh, illicit, unsolicited texts. Um, I, I can't even tell you what's going on in that world of upper executives thinking that they are the the top guy. So uh, I, I think if I'm in that 
position, all I have to do is go to a lounge, a hotel bar, tell people who I am. Yeah, I work for the Mets. Ah, let's not get into it. Work was a long day. What are you doing tonight? Let's, you know, sweeten up how you doing. We don't need to send these 60 messages, uh, getting ourselves in trouble. And it's going to come back and bite us. You know, you get past the year, you're like, ah, whoo, sent off that package pick and <laughs> haven't heard of it on Twitter. We made it four years later. Boom. Here it comes back in your face. So, uh, fellas, let's let's hold off on these picks. Let's hold off on more than two unresponded text messages. Let's just do better in 2021. I think that's just where we go. Uh, we're going to try to get uh, Tavian Banks on the phone. He got his dentures fixed last week. Uh, so Frenchie will try to give him a call. Here, Frenchie, you want to use my cell phone? How you wanna I mean, I've tried calling him a couple times. Um, he's, he's not ready for you. He doesn't like you. He told me personally he doesn't like you. It's mainly because of the segment you produce for him. I actually it, fixed the segment, but we haven't had him on since. Just, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> and it's all right, Tavian. I don't like me. So uh, fair. And you don't like Tavian either. Just say it. Just put I, it out there. I'm a Hawkeyes fan. It's impossible to be a Hawkeye fan and not like Tavian Banks. Yeah, kind of. Make sure you turn off your mic when you call him. But uh, we'll get Tavian on the show for that bank owner sta- statement. We also have Seneca Wallace joining us in, in about 15 minutes. Uh, we'll talk all things sports. He is now the coaching assistant as he was the past year for the Dallas Cowboys, the team I absolutely hate as an Eagles fan. So we'll get into that a little bit, uh, working for Mike McCarthy. And we'll talk a little Super Bowl. And we want to open the phone lines to you, 515-244-1350, 515-244-1350. I believe Frenchie may have gotten a hold of Tavian. I mean, the old guy, just uh, he took a lot of hits at Iowa. Give him a a break, Frenchie. You know, he he doesn't understand how these things work. How about him instead of... uh, us going back and forth. Ah, man, it's it's hard to be a, a parent in here, a radio show. It's a lot going on. Uh, but we bank on this statement. Uh, I did mention earlier with uh, Lewis Bing that the NFL uh, Senior Bowl went by last week. No one noticed. The headline I saw is one of the Alabama offensive linemen came in about 40 pounds overweight. Uh, so uh, that's, that's the only real headline, but apparently the senior bowl happened last week. So shout out to NFL agent Lewis Bang for coming through in the first hour and kind of updating us on the senior bowl, standout players, and the new changes with the combine. Uh, one person who didn't have a good combine, it was Tavian Banks. Was that a four four eight at the on the 40, Tavian? What? Uh, your, your 40 saying, time. You know how fast 448 is? That it's you said, dude. I think you said that, and we might have to pull this audio. You said your your pro day was four point two, right? Your pro day four two seven. Four two seven. It's funny how you remember that number, don't you? Uh, There is no combine this year. Iowa history is it? Well, Seneca had a uh, Seneca would be on in fifteen minutes again for Super Bowl, and he had a four point five two. Could you beat Seneca in a foot race right now? Uh, no, no. Is, uh, <laughs> he's, he's still small. You know what I mean? Uh, and you're he's not probably still play a little bit. Right? Yeah, he's, still, yeah, he's still training people. No. He's still training people. <laughs> have, have you thought about coaching, training, getting back into it, whether it's youth or adult? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've spent years, you know, uh, 20, well, probably 15 years by, uh, training. I was a performance coach and all, all types of other things doing what I do now. So, uh, still in there. Um, you never know, like down the road or whatever case, but I, I train my kids and stuff nowadays, so it's all good. Well, what type of coach do you consider yourself? Are you a player's coach or are you the hard fist Tom Coughlin coach? No, I was never a type of coach or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I give I give uh, the athletes the real, the realness of what, what is uh, going to happen or what to expect. Yeah. I'll say for real. Yep. And and speaking of coaching, man, why doesn't your boy EB Eric Bieniemy have a head coaching job yet? We had Dante Powell, comedian, on earlier saying there's a ton of outside of EB, there's a ton of who should at least have opportunities. Frazier, 
Uh, but why doesn't EB have a coaching job? Uh, well, it's still, you know, obviously prevalent in, in society and things like that still that's going on with a lot of things like that that are happening. Um, you know, if it was um, um, uh, a white coach that was, you know, in Eric Bieniemy's shoes, um, that going to his second Super Bowl and the offensive coordinator, um, he would have got, you know, a head coaching job a, a long, long time ago already. Um, and the things that he has done, you know, in the league and, and stuff he's been around um, at this point, it's just hasn't had a, co- a head coaching job by now. Crazy. Um, but there is a lot of um, already coaches that are in positions to be head coaches definitely in the league um, and are around or getting, you know, a higher or, you know, offense coordinator or defense coordinator jobs, those types of things going on. So um, we, we're just, you know, again, behind the times, I, I believe, just a little bit still. Um, yep. So we just, you know, we got to just keep keep moving forward and hopefully get somebody that will be able to do it. And that would that would be able to give them a chance to do it. Feeling like 1914 around here. We got country singers dropping in bombs. We got black coaches <laughs> not getting opportunities. <laughs> we got Tavian Banks well, getting his dentures yeah. fixed. Your, your, your teeth okay, man? We told everyone last week that you're getting your dentures fixed. I don't know if yeah, that's a rumor. I know, right? You said my dentures. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately, I, I got my uh, out. Uh, they, they, they wanted to do a... Uh, root canal, but you know, like that, that, that cost like, I was yeah. just like <laughs> just just pull it, that'll be less. <laughs> and that would that would have took you off our show for about three weeks. We can't right. have that uh, next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. anytime root, you get a procedure, root canal too, you don't even know if it's gonna stay in there either. Oh, so like, yeah, anytime yeah, you get a procedure, yeah, we need Frenchie to sign off on it for you. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, is is Tom Brady the goat man? And, and keep this uh, keep this in mind. Two weeks ago, he threw three picks in the NFC Championship. And no offense to your boy, but Mark Brunel could have beat the Packers with that defense last week or two weeks ago, <laughs> and with only throwing two picks in a row. So uh, it's, it's time to get to Super Bowl uh, new team. Don't don't, don't diss uh, Mark Brunel. No, he's a great no, quarterback. He, he was a great. He's a too. Hall of Famer in my opinion. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, he, he's a Hall of quarterback. But um, is Tom the best quarterback ever? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's hard to always say like goat people talk and stuff like that. To, in my eyes, because there's. There's so many people that, you know, are great in, in systems and, you know, generational players and all types of stuff that happen. Um, so it's always, like, hard for me to say that type of stuff. Um, obviously, Tom is doing a fantastic still, still job at his age. And, you know, he's got a lot of weapons there still in, in Tampa Bay. And that's great that organization, all those things around him for him to, to succeed. You know, and you're getting to see that success right now as they're going to another well to the Super Bowl right now. Um, so again, like he, he's up there. Sorry, we, we just had breaking news. <laughs> we just had breaking news. Tavian Banks just said Tom Brady is a system quarterback. <laughs> not the, not the greatest in a system quarterback. I, I agree with you though, man. He went to a completely opposite offense. He was in that dink and dunk, almost West Coast offense with the Patriots for so many years, and so uh, successful with that, having a running game as a five yard pass to Welker or Amendola, whoever it may be, Edelman. Uh, now going to the no no risk it no biscuit downfield mm-hmm. pass where he's not the most accurate downfield passer. I mean, that's why I said yeah. there's ten other quarterbacks in the league right now who could have won that game two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and yep. I, I would argue that he's having one of his, you know, most inaccurate years because he has to yep. th- throw down the field, but he also didn't have OTAs. He also didn't have mm-hmm. combine. He also brings a presence to a locker room. So I think that defense yep. could have won with a, even a Jameis Winston right now. Yep. But yep. Jameis doesn't bring well, that I mean, presence of we have yep. to win in the locker room. Yeah. And even, even when you say that, like all the other quarterbacks also didn't have an offseason and OTAs and everything else. So they're, they're, they're doing it right now or doing it before yep. also. So it's just, it wasn't just 
sitting out. <laughs> yeah, but but the, the Chiefs knew each other. You know, they and that whole team pretty much came back together, which doesn't happen often in salary cap years. Uh, uh, yeah. When we talk about the greatest of all time, who in your book, and this might be hard, uh, a Mount Rushmore of Iowa college athletes or the greatest college athlete, would you put yourself up there in the top three of Iowa history? Iowa, Iowa Drake? Um, yes, I would. You got it, man. Uh, Come on now. <laughs> and just as you're saying, uh, Fr- Frenchie's shaking his head. No. Whoa, whoa, Frenchie. <laughs> Well, I mean, you got to look at like what what I was able to accomplish in the in the years I was able to start. Um, if I was able to do that from my freshman yeah, year, four years, um, your numbers would have you know, been like crazy. Yeah, yes. So you, you got to be able to look at that type of stuff. Um, and again, yep. Go ahead. Are we including coaches? We're not including coaches. Okay, then I, then because I was like, if we're including coaches, you got not or uh, Niall Kinnick, Hayden Fry, Kirk Ferentz, and that's just the start of the list. Yeah, we're not including coaches in there, but uh, Frenchie, <laughs> I, I don't think he wants to include you in there as a player. Do you do you put uh, do you put Seneca in that top three, or is he more top ten? Yeah, Seneca did a phenomenal job for Iowa State. You know, yeah. and he he played some years in the league and stuff like that too. So he, he was great, phenomenal player, obviously too. So yeah, yeah I, I would put him definitely in top ten. Okay. No, sure. not 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 top three with you though. I'm asking the same players. players. It's hard. It's hard to say. A top I assume three, he's not going to no, put definitely. you in the top three either. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll ask him the same question. He might put you in the top ten. I'll let you know. Yeah, if I put no, you in top I mean, twenty-five. It, it, it's tough when you're at different schools and things like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't. I didn't see his. his I, I just saw him. You know, like at, at games and what he did. And, you know, sports center and stuff like that. Like. You know, Iowa players are in practice or things like that. So I'm around that that atmosphere even more so. Fair enough. Easy cop-out. I like that. Uh, <laughs> well, we're <laughs> yeah. going to get into this uh, bank owner segment. Say, uh, I think Frenchie simplified it for us. So, Frenchie, go ahead and hit it. They may not catch it. Tavian Banks on the second play from Scripps to 20. Forget about it. It's time for Bank On It with former Iowa Hawkeye great Tavian Banks. I, I can just I can just picture Frenchie's head spinning as he's putting this together. Like, man, what is what? What can I do to make sure Tavian doesn't send me back to the lab one last time? Uh, but you know, he got, he, he's got to change that up too. You know, I had some some touchdowns like from the first play from scrimmage. Awesome. Oh wow! You hear that, Frenchie? He said it took him. It, it took, took me him. an hour to find this clip. Oh no! Oh, yeah, oh man, it is. I know his, his tech working. That, that that's not that's not very good right there. Frisky Frenchie, he's <laughs> firing off. All right, this weekend, man, we have the game of all games, a game you may or may not have ever been in. It's called the Super Bowl. You ever hear of it? Yep, <laughs> I've heard of it. All right, we got the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs headed to Tampa Bay to face the. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a home Buccaneers, but being disrespected with a three and a half point underdog uh, in Vegas. Who you got this game, man? You know, um, I'm I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay because it's in Tampa Bay, and it just seems like they're just riding the wave right now. Seven games and in a row. Chiefs are undefeated right? on the road this season. Uh, yep. Here, here the we go. Chiefs are undefeated on the road this year. They are, and Andy Reid's 85% after a bye week. You know, all know. those stats. But I tell Frenchie, yeah, he might be 30 and 5, but think about those five. You know? Yep. So know. that was probably with your Eagles. Yeah, it's, though, hard, so. it's hard to go against the Chiefs. I mean, they're, they're rolling on all cylinders also. But yeah. I'm just going to go with Tampa Bay. You know, Brady's last ride here, almost in a sense. You know, they, they got this far, him and Gronk type thing. Yeah, I'm just going to do it. Hey, can you imagine taking a hit at 43? 
I, I know you're probably, I, what are you, 56, 57 now? No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that's about damn, 46 right now. <laughs> 46. Can you imagine taking a hit, like waking up on Sunday and going no, to get hit? No, I mean, I, I take a hit just getting out of bed. Yes, if, I, if, I hit the, if I hit my ankle the right way, it, it's over for the day. So I, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> that's crazy, <laughs> getting, man. Getting hit. Right on top of a pan, not right. getting sick. And he looks like he's yeah. 30 years younger right now. I don't know what he's not ah, eating. Yeah. Uh, I guess if yeah. I had to sell at home, I'd be working out that much too. But man, well, the, I mean, like the stuff that they have nowadays, and the way you know athletes can take care of their bodies and a more scientific approach, yes. it is yep. a it is a very likely that people can play longer if they do the right things. Yes, I got that. I'm I'm with you 100. percent He's done the right things yep. for his body. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Which is probably encouraging to Mahomes, who's mm-hmm. 25. And you know, also you have to be able to be able to stay, you know, injury free. Yes. You know, if yep. you're able to do that, you can you can you can play some years, you know, in a, in a violent sport. So wise words from a wise man. All right, you got the Buccaneers <laughs> beating the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we got to get out of here in 30 seconds. Who takes the uh, Super Bowl MVP? MVP. I'm gonna go with. How about Bronk? How about that? Wow, the odds. <laughs> put some money on that. I think he's like a plus 3,300. You put 100 bucks on there, you get three Gs. Uh, right. That's that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at a Fournette or a Kelsey if the Chiefs do pull it out. But, yes, I yep. I expect Gronk or someone like that to have a, a big game for Tampa Bay to win yes. it. I'm more on their Definitely. defense. I would love to see Devin White or a defensive player, JPP, mm-hmm. Sue, win that MVP. Uh, but we appreciate you, man. Uh, I'm glad your uh, teeth are fixed now. No root canals without Frenchie's approval. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll, <laughs> we'll have you back next week, man. Uh, and also, Mark Jennings told me to tell you hello. All right. Man. We'll do. We'll let you know. Uh, we'll let Seneca know that you said you'll beat him in a race, man. We appreciate you. No, I ain't beat him in a race right now. <laughs> Gotta go. Still to come. Right. This is uh, Tavian Banks, NFL, former NFL scat back with the Jacksonville Jaguars, among about 17 other teams, and the Iowa great running back. Tavian Banks, always appreciate it with the bank on a statement. He has uh, your Chiefs losing, man. Everyone's going to be wrong. That's oh, all I'm hearing. Oh, he's only hearing hate right now. We'll see you next week. We had a nice little bet going with Frenchie. Uh, but we'll talk about that right after a break. Seneca Wallace right after a break as well. This is Go Deep. Good time with Tavian Banks. Uh, getting his dentures fixed. That man is getting old. What do you say, 46? Something like that, yeah. Ugh, getting up there. And I couldn't imagine being Tom Brady, being Tavian getting ha- hit this Sunday. Uh, and also, shout out to Dante Powell. Comedian came in with the bank on it statement. Or, I'm sorry, the uh, Big O segment. And uh, NFL agent Lewis Bing came in in the first hour out of Dallas to talk Senior Bowl, apparently, which happened last week, and we completely just undermined it because there was no other football going on. Uh, but speaking of Dallas, uh, we're joined now with Cowboys coaching assistant and former NFL quarterback Seneca Wallace. Seneca, I asked Tavian this question, who is the most important player? Or if you had a, a Mount Rushmore for the state of Iowa, you and I, Iowa, Iowa State, college players, would you be on mm-hmm. it? Are you a top three? <laughs> top four, I should say, uh, more. I, I, I would say so, but you know that's for the uh, that's for the fans to decide on who is in the top three or top four. Would you put Tavian Banks in that top four? Uh, yeah. You know what? I would have to do a little bit more research. Yeah. I mean, no, no, no disrespect to him or anybody him else, but yes, you got to see what uh, the body of work that these individuals did and the amount of time that they did it in, and so. You know, it's a little bit different, but uh, I did some extensive research that I'll probably come to a conclusion that maybe he, does, uh, you know, he deserves to be there. And so, myself, who knows? So I feel like at the very beginning, we've got to at least put Niall Kinnick and Chuck Long. We're not we're not doing coaches, though. No, yes. neither of them were coaches, oh, though. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, 
Now right. Kinnick's the only Heisman Trophy winner for either school, and Chuck Long came dang close. Yeah, well, you say now Kinnick, I say Jack Trice. So, you know, it's, I, it's I, easy, to each their own. Are right? we talking player? <laughs> like, total impact. It, impactful. Then, and, yeah, and, Jack Trice in there. So who's the last one, Tavian or Seneca? Right. Uh, well, Tavian said that Seneca might is probably top 10, but he's not top four, and Tavian put himself in that top four. So it's, it's <laughs> as I would expect. <laughs> as, as okay, I would expect, well, you know? okay. And, I should have told you that first. That is, <laughs> that is probably true. I mean, I need to see this list top ten. Who is even in the top four? Yeah, exactly. You, I mean, you could break down. I mean, just like Troy Tom Davis. Brady said, right? It's it's the flavor of the month. I mean, we can go back and talk about college football back when those guys were playing to the era when people are playing now, and then obviously the era when I played or Tavian Bates played. So the era has always got to dictate as well who you're thinking about putting in your top ten. Yep, and, and those players and everything in the game evolve. So I mean, it's the argument about Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Michael. Those whole eras. So everything is totally different. So it's kind of it's kind of hard to really sit there and say who really is in the top ten. Yeah, you got to break it down. Yep, and I, I completely agree with you because the era changes everything. The coaching style changes everything. The system exactly. changes everything. We broke some right. news last last minute with uh. Last segment with Tavian saying that Tom Brady was a system quarterback. <laughs> he didn't really say it, but in other words, he said it. But I get it because Tom goes from a, almost a West Coast dink and dunk offense, to a no biscuit, no risk it, no biscuit down the field offense, which he's not the most mm-hmm. accurate down down the field passer. You know, so he didn't have mm-hmm. his having Tom Brady in the locker room does things. He for still a team. threw for almost five thousand yards and forty touchdowns. Yeah, in that so, offense. Did, so did Jameis Winston. So. You well, know. Tom Brady also didn't throw 30 picks. <laughs> it, was, it was close. Exactly. It was close. So, I mean, there there's some arguments there. I mean, I think, uh, one, you can't take away the fact we can sit here and say he's a system quarterback from top to bottom, regardless. But he's going to his 10th Super Bowl. Man. He won seven in New England. So, if he's a system quarterback, so that his, his playing, Not what he does on the field, no, it doesn't. Because at the end of the day, there is a on the other side of the ball trying to stop him. There's defenses every other week that are trying to stop him. So, yeah, we can say he's a system quarterback. There's there's no other history in the NFL who has played in more Super Bowls than he has. And there's so only, there's something there. And there's only been three times in NFL history where a quarterback has been over 40 years old and played in the Super Bowl, and Tom Brady is all three times. Yeah, can you imagine taking a hit this Sunday, Seneca? You think you can handle it? Uh, no, no, not the way my <laughs> neck is feeling right now. I would <laughs> woke say, up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah, absolutely not. But, I mean, he takes care of himself. He's done the thing the right way uh, to get him to this point to where he can still play at a high level. And, you know, you consider like I just talked about a second ago about it being a system quarterback. But, you know, you leave one conference, one division in New England where you're at for 20 years, and then you go to Tampa, and now you're in the Super Bowl. And wow. it's a totally different system. you got Byron Leftwich calling the plays for him. So it's a different type of. A whole, you know, and we sit here and talk about numbers. Well, he still threw for 5,000 yards. We could, yeah, we can compare him to Jameis Winston. But at the same time, the reason why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the Super Bowl, they didn't turn the ball over at a high rate. They have the same players. Jameis Winston was the quarterback last year, but he would throw for 40 touchdowns and 40 INTs. You've got to protect the ball. And when you have a quarterback that understands that and understands situational football, those are the things that make these players great. We could sit here and talk about, oh, this and this and this, but at the end of the day, it's about production. And if you do the things that are you're supposed to do as a quarterback, that's the reason why you get to the point of where he has and has the success that he's had. Who is more important to their team this weekend? Uh, you know, uh, for his team, honestly, 
you know, for what we've seen. Um, I think the things that, uh, that that Mahomes does for Kansas City, obviously, yes, it's it's no other person on the field that can do the things that he does. But he also has some explosive players on the outside, and all he needs to do is get the balls in the hands of receivers. Now, at the same time, they stretch the field with his arm strength and things like that. But if I would have to say right going in, something was to happen to Mahomes, we already seen that uh, uh, Haney can step in and kind of lead the troops, yep. right? Uh, but obviously with Brady and the things that they've done for a team that has not been in the Super Bowl since the 90s and with the same team, obviously there's a big difference. So I would have to definitely say that, you know, Brady means a whole lot more to that team and their success Sunday coming up than Mahomes does. So you mentioned Chad Henney. God forbid anything happens to, I, like, say both quarterbacks get knocked out. Who has the better mm-hmm. chance to win with that, Chad Henney or Blaine Gabbert? <laughs> uh, but that. I would probably uh, I would go with the Chiefs on that one with Chad Haney. Yeah, and we've seen him at least get in in a, a crucial spot, you know, at this point. But and he's had success, right? You know, yep. he's played he's played in some 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 pretty big games. He's he was a starter in Miami for for some years. So I definitely would have to say just from his experience and and playing with that unit of receivers. I mean, obviously Tampa Bay does have uh, some qualified skilled p- players on the outside, but at the same time, they're not young energetic, vibrant guys that can stretch the field Speedy, with their feet yeah. like the Kansas City Chiefs, yep. for sure. And I, and I would kind of argue that Mahomes is more important to his team because I think Brady's defense is what's going to carry them to a win this weekend. Uh, so I, I think the defense you is really think what, so? I, I think so. I got my money on Buccaneers, and I think the defense, I, I argue like, there was 10 quarterbacks in the league that I could have named two weeks ago to who could have beat the Packers uh, and did better mm-hmm. than Brady did without throwing three picks in a row, even if they threw two picks in a row. Um, I thought Brady was inaccurate. A lot of his re- receivers were waiting for balls besides Scotty Miller, who he knows he can just throw it up to and he'll run under it. Uh, but mm-hmm. I-, I think that defense, the last seven weeks that they've been undefeated, I think that defense, Devin White, uh, Shaq Barrett being back, JPP, eight and a half fingers and what, three sacks last week or two weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. I think game plan for him. We'll see what Tyreek Hill does in the first. And I think Kelsey's going to have a big game. Uh, who? Do you, so you obviously got Chiefs. Is that where you're leaning? Well, I mean, you can't count out. You can't count out greatness. You can't count out Brady and and what he's done. I mean, obviously, if you're going and looking at it from aspect of you know talent level wise and the things that they've done, the Kansas City Chiefs on paper have more talent. But oh, yeah. you far. can't you can't count out somebody, even though the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl last year. But someone who's been in the Super Bowl countless times is going on his tenth game or ten yeah tenth Super Bowl appearance. But you know, you talk about. You know, their defense, their defense is good. I think at this point right now, both defenses have, have stepped up and played good yes. in the postseason, right? So, yes. you know, uh, you would have to say, yeah, Brady needs to protect the ball. But at the same time, is is one of those quarterbacks, obviously, you're going to have to play four quarters regardless. He still, even if he goes out and plays bad, throws four picks. But if he has it with two minutes left to go in the game and, and you're down a field goal to win it in the fourth quarter – you're definitely going to want the ball in Brady's hands for sure because he's been in those situations before, and you can't count him out. So, you know, my heart says I want Kansas City to win, but for the story and the things that are coming with Tom Brady and the things that he's done throughout his career, I wouldn't mind seeing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win. I'm with you there, man. Do to still win championships, or is it a new era now? Is that old news? Again, and that's what we're talking about. You know, it's evolved to more of a flashy style, Points, a wide points, open, points. you know, offense, right? And so, yeah, I think defenses back in the day definitely would dominate 
uh, the postseason, run games would dominate the postseason. Uh, but, you know, in this situation, I mean, uh, you know, you, you're really not sitting here saying that they're the Tennessee Titans where they run the ball or the Baltimore Ravens. No. Uh, these are just teams going out and, and playing. So but I say that uh, Tampa Bay is going to dominate on Sunday? No, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I think the offense for the Kansas City Chiefs is too dominant. Uh, Mahomes is exceptional. You know, he's going to protect the football, as we know. And, you know, he utilizes his, his skill set outside the pocket, so it makes it difficult to kind of box because he's so talented from inside and outside the pocket. So it's hard. So I wouldn't say that it's going to be a dominant defensive stance on Sunday. I wouldn't say that. I think it's just going to be a really competitive game offensively and defensively. Yeah, man. I've, it's going to be close. I think I want to say Buccaneers are going to pull this out. Me and Frenchie have a little bet. <laughs> have a little bet for uh... – uh, upcoming Thursday, if his Chiefs lose, he has to do open mic at the local comedy club here. Uh, and if I, nice. if I lose, I have to do a set. So we'll see who's the uh, funny man at the end of this. Uh, right. It, let's switch switch pages for a second. If you're Jacksonville mm-hmm. and Urban Meyer um, and Houston called and said, hey, we're not interested in, in trading Deshaun Watson, especially in our division, but we are interested in that first overall pick and a couple others. Are you are you? even humoring the idea of giving that Trevor Lawrence pick and two others for Deshaun Watson so Urban Meyer can win now? Because we know Urban Meyer, we assume he's not going to sit around for four years losing without a health issue or something something coming up. Right. Uh, but uh, would you would you entertain that that trade? You know, I think I, I probably would. I think it would be, you know, as Deshaun Watson's agent, if I was, it would be difficult to kind of trade him to a Jacksonville Jaguars team unless they had... Now they have a lot of cap space. They got 90 they got million cap lot. space. Yeah. Right. They can afford they got them and a they can lot of room. And they got a running game. Well, right, right now. So, yeah, I mean, and, and they were just off of, uh, you know, they went deep into the playoffs. They were a game away from going to the Super Bowl. Three years ago. Uh, two and a half, three years ago, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, I would entertain it. Um, what I say right now, would they have enough pieces in free agency and in the draft to be able to build a team? to be a deep run like right now Watson I don't know um uh, there's there's other teams out there that are just a quarterback away from making a deep run in the playoffs uh there's other teams out there that are one quarterback away like Deshaun Watson and being in the Super Bowl so um you know I would entertain it just a little bit but I think there's a there's a lot of different key factors for the Jacksonville Jaguars to be able to make that big transition immediately whatever Meyer. Joined here with former NFL quarterback Seneca Wallace. Seneca, you still do your uh, your summer camps here in Iowa? I do, I do. Uh, we we kind of pushed it back, obviously, with all the uncertainty with uh, COVID going on, going into you know the summer. Um, so we, we pushed it back. We're probably going to lay low this uh, this summer and try to pick it back up in uh, 2022. I guess it is. But you're, you're not laying low with the uh, wing stops. You know where I can find some wings for the <laughs> Oh, of course. I mean, that, there's no question. I mean, it's funny because I actually did a a chicken strip contest with a buddy of mine who was in town that actually said that Kane's has the best chicken strip. Wow. Now, right. And I don't know if you guys eat chicken strips or not, and I'm all pretty sure the, you do. All day but, long. Yeah, but it, it, Kane's chicken strips are not pre-seasoned. They're chicken strips that are just dipped in batter and they're fried. You need the sauce to make those chicken yeah, strips no, good. no flavor, no salt. You know what I mean? And so there's a couple places here in Dallas that sell chicken strips that are known for the chicken. We went out and we picked up Cane's, 
Lane's Chicken Strips. Okay. Uh, Chick-fil-A was closed. We grabbed Popeye's. We grabbed Wingstop, of course, right? Because okay. a lot of people don't know that we have chicken strips. No, I but honestly didn't know. I the you next time you go, and obviously I blindfolded my friend. Um, I had him taste test all the different wing, uh, chicken strips. And uh, Wingstop was number one. Oh. Wingstop, then Popeye's came in two. Yes. And then it was Kane's at three. And then Lane's place that actually is like a sister to Kane's. They kind of some partners that split up and he opened his own deal. But uh, hands down, Wingstop is the way to go. Hands down. If you want your regular classic wings, your, your chicken strips, or you just want to go just boneless. So, I mean, you got to go to uh, Wingstop this weekend for your big game of uh, Wingstop and Super Bowl Sunday. So, I mean, it's going to be a great one. You heard it from the man, Seneca Wallace himself, a great endorsement for Wingstop. Uh, can you remind me of your locations here in the Metro? Yeah, East 14th, right behind the Capitol. We got one on Merle Hay Road, and then we got our third, which is in Ames, Iowa, on Duff Avenue. And I'm actually opening up my fourth on Oral Labor Road that will be opening up here in March. So, I'm excited about in that. In Ankeny? In Ankeny. Oh, right, now yeah. you're talking about language. Now you're we're talking Oral Labor in Delaware, Labor where everything Road. is? Yep. yep, right on Oral Labor. It's right next to uh, Caribou Coffee. Oh, yeah. Uh, right across the okay. street from Walmart. Yeah, yep. if you drive down Oral Labor, you'll see us there. And uh, right now, uh, uh, we're, we're building, doing the construction on it. And uh, hopefully, we'll have it open, ready to serve the customers and all the people there in Ankeny by March 10th. Uh, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Seneca Wallace, we appreciate you, man. Uh, we'll get you back on in a couple weeks. Is that cool? That sounds good, man. Let's see what happens this Sunday. Big game, big game. Uh, right, we'll holler at you soon, man. Appreciate you. All right, thanks. All right. Seneca Wallace, former quarterback of the Seahawks, Cyclones, and about 12 other teams, and now coaching assistant for the Cowboys. We'll be right back with your phone calls, 515-244-1350. 244-1350. Let's go. Welcome back to Go Deep with your host, Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center Studios. What if I told you Seneca Wallace is out here having chicken tender taste contests and uh, Wingstop wins? I didn't know Wingstop had chicken tenders. I, baffled. I thought it was boneless little, those boneless little circle joints and then wings. But apparently they got the greatest chicken tenders in Dallas because he had a little taste test with his friends blindfolded. And they got number one with Popeye's number two, which I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. I not, love Popeye's. Not shocked at all. Canes, a ah, little, little hate towards Canes there from, uh, from uh, I mean, no to, season. Be, to be fair, it's pretty bland if you don't have the cane sauce. He basically said Canes is like a casserole at your house. No salt. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I uh, appreciate Seneca Wallace coming through. Uh, Tavian Banks, Dante Powell, uh, Lewis Bang, NFL agent, and Danny Grouse. A great show. Super Bowl uh, week. We got a breaking news segment. I'm going to let Frenchie take over here. Go for it, French. So I know we usually save the D3 talk for D3 and 3, but this is pretty big news in terms of uh, where we are with COVID. The NCAA has officially canceled all 2021 division championships. Wow. So indoor out or indoor track, um, wrestling, girl or men's and women's basketball. Wow. And I am like just obviously as a D3 alum, but also as someone who knows athletes and coaches that are still participating, this is heartbreaking. For especially for my my alma mater, Warburg has 
the number one ranked team in men's and women's indoor track wrestling, and their women's basketball team is number two in the country. No, not, not this year. And it's big for me because last year they're the ones who set the precedent, right? Was D3 first last year? Yep, they canceled. Canceling, and they, then Ivy League canceled right afterwards? Yeah, it was a week into the men's and women's basketball tournament and going into the weekend for the wrestling tournament when they officially canceled. So if this is any type of foreshadowing, sh- shadowing, if these smart D3 kids can't figure out how to host the tournament, Will the NCAA be able to figure out how to have everything in in, in Indianapolis all within two weeks? I th- I think the big thing with uh, that you treat like the higher ranked team hosts everything, and you have schools traveling to different locations. A lot easier when the NCAA is already planning to have the men's basketball tournament in Indianapolis. The Big Ten tournament officially got moved there uh, this week from Chicago to Indianapolis. Well, D3 could have picked the place. They got the money. They got the they location. Don't, they don't. Uh, but they got the schools. You know, they could have came to a, a area where there was a D3 school. They could have went to Wartburg and hosted everything. Not at Wartburg per se, but there's enough schools with facilities to make it work, and there was time. So obviously, to me, it seems like they realized that we, I, I feel like they had plans. I mean, they had opportunities. They realized it wasn't going to be a safe opportunity for everyone, and that's why they pulled the plug. I also wouldn't be surprised if this was to make sure they could put their focus on next year. The, well, not just next year, but the Division One, because I mean, that's going to be your money maker. That's yes. where the NCA is going to get all their kickback that's from the bracket. March I'm out. Yep, that's the bracket I'm filling out. Five one five two four four thirteen fifty. Frenchie with some breaking news from D three. All winter sports are canceled. Basketball men and women's track indoor track yeah. uh wrestling it'll be it'll be interesting because the seasons aren't canceled just the championships are so it'll be we'll wow we'll s- so they're still playing their season right now they but can they, continue if they want but I'm, i i don't know if i'm a senior I, I might be sticking out you mentioned in your d3 and three uh, uh, a d3 player who now play, plays for the buccaneers if i'm anywhere in that area of possibly moving on to the next level after the senior year i might not finish the season knowing that i'm not playing for anything and that's selfish as a teammate but I got to think of myself, uh, a million, you know, talk about him, him wearing shirts off other people's backs. Now he's got a million dollars. That's what I got to think about right now. I think the biggest thing is if you, if the division is different than like sitting at a bowl game at division one football in division three, you got to get as much game tape out there for as possible. And there are, I know some division three athletes that ended up playing internationally or having opportunities. It's almost a to, better deal international. Honestly. Yeah. But you know, this would, if they some of the basketball girls that I know from Warburg's team, if they decide, okay, we're going to keep playing, we want to finish out our last season because we know they don't have we don't have a future in the game. We're we are here just to play college basketball. I would finish out my senior season even knowing that you don't have an opportunity to go to the national championship. One five two four four thirteen fifty two four four thirteen fifty. Opening the phone lines now for the last six minutes. Uh, somehow allowed Frenchie six minutes for D3 today instead of three, but uh, very important news there because, as I mentioned, that was kind of one of the dominoes to help everything else fall last year. So we'll see where this takes the NCAA and the rest of college athletes and uh, sports the rest of this winter uh, because we do know these variants are coming out and popping up in new states and all that. So uh, 515-244-1350. Uh, get, get your shots is all I gotta say. Get your vaccination if you can get it. That's a whole different. That's yeah. a whole different line in Walgreens. Uh, but uh, special shout out to country singer Danny Grouse. We a lot going on in country world this this week uh, as far as country music. With you know, I'd say a top three superstar in country music right now, Morgan Wallen, uh, dropping in bombs after already getting kicked out of uh, SNL shows and having fights downtown Nashville and having a baby this year and making a big news in a, in a bad way. Uh, 
he he's on the men right now. He apologized. His record label dropped him or suspended him. So we'll see when they pull him back. His tours are canceled. Um, all his music has been pulled from all streaming services and radios. Even the ops pulled him, uh, which they're a big country home. So they had to make that announcement first. Uh, but Danny Grouse put some insight on it as a former military vet, as a country singer, um, his thoughts on the Confederate flag. So make sure you check out the podcast. Frenchie, where can they find a podcast? Uh, Podbean as well as Spotify before noon. Before noon today and no commercials and uh, very little Frenchie, which we love. No, I'm joking. <laughs> a little bit more of me today. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of you today. A lot of D3 today too, but all important news. D3 are people too, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> this is Go Deep. I'm your host, Tyreek. 515-244-1350. Also a shout out to Seneca Wallace coming through, dropping some gems. Banks love his weekly segment. Dante is always the starter. You know, Dante comes in. He, he brings real talk. He brings trash talk. He's a, a big what we would like to do here at go deep so shout out dante powell uh somewhat funny comedian i think is how he described himself is that what it was i think he's gonna call in at some point and just start <laughs> trash talking you yeah oh that's uh thankfully we only got four minutes left five one four thirteen fifty Man, per- you better hope that you don't have to do that uh comedy that open mic because uh, he's just gonna stand up there and critique everything and boo yeah you. i i mean i feel like i'm one of those uh comedians and i'm not a comedian at all i've never done stand up i do karaoke uh but I feel like I'd be the one who will write material and then 30 seconds in just start attacking the person in the front row who has a bad haircut. You know, it's it's more of a heckling. I want someone to heckle me so I can just fire off at them. That's the East Coast Philly in me. Uh, but by no means am I a polished comedian. But I, I think it would be fun. And I, I'm pretty positive. I won't have to get on that stage. You will. So I, I'm pretty open to this. And like I said earlier, if something happens and Kansas City does not come out on top, I'm happy for Bruce Arians. And, you know, I've never been a Tom Brady fan. But since that Atlanta Super Bowl and that comeback he led, he has, he has been the GOAT in my book. After ring number five, if he gets ring number seven, I I don't know how you can have an argument. The guy has got I top mean, three in every record. It, it's, it's, it goes back to the argument of, is Philip Rivers a first ballot Hall of Famer? No. And you want to say, okay, he's six, top six in most stats, uh, but he has made it to one AFC championship. Tom Brady, 17. Yeah. One nine of them. NFC championships, Tom Brady, one. One how many? One. He has the same number of NFC championships as Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. And the Cowboys the last 20 years. Yeah. Seneca. You know, so, uh, you know, it's it's hard to, and I love how everyone starts that conversation where I've never been a big Brady fan, but uh, you're hating, but you're giving him respect. Oh, yeah. It's, it's impossible not to look at what he's done. And at the very least, even if you don't consider him the greatest of all time, which I don't know how you can't at this point. Um, Montana <laughs> didn't lose any, so. Yeah, uh, but he only made only four. Yeah, he only needed to. But he didn't do it in Kansas City, and that's where my opinion changed. When Tom came to Tampa in this crazy of a year, no OTAs, no training camp, who you know already had veteran leadership, so it's not like they needed that in the locker room. Their defense has a lot of veterans on there. Mike Evans is now a veteran, a leader. Uh, a team that could have grabbed anyone. For Tom to come there, he has weapons, so I thought it was a great opportunity for him. Uh, and Bruce Arians, who I absolutely love and uh, really hope he gets a championship if it's not this year, soon. Um, I think Tom came into a great situation, but winning and going to the Super Bowl this way, even though I, I blame the defense for them getting there, he's still the GOAT in my book. Montana couldn't do it with another team. Favre couldn't do it with another team. Elway didn't have to, but it took Elway his whole career to win it, and then he won two in a row. Favre would have done it with another team if he hadn't thrown across his body. Uh, you know, but... Tom Brady threw three picks in a row, so he wouldn't have done it with another team if it wasn't for that defense. Favre didn't have a defense, and that's where I kind of lobby on 
That I, Vikings defense was great. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you're. I'm thinking of Packers. Okay, so no, I'm talking like, about that interception he threw yes. against the Saints. Yeah, well, they also had Bounty Gate at that point too. So. Uh, Favre's crazy. You hear Favre in the news right now talking uh, Watson forcing the hand on a trade. Does he not remember 20 years ago? Is he see now? <laughs> Where he uh, forced a trade twice because he threw a, a pouty fit that uh, the Packers didn't want him anymore. Yep, and wanted thought they wanted him back. And then you know to be a Jet where quarterbacks go to die. Uh, it's just uh, I I don't respect a lot that Brett Favre says these days because it's it's, it's very hypocritical when he when he challenges Rodgers when he talks about Watson. I'm not a fan anymore, Brett. When you're talking, uh, but we appreciate it. I uh, appreciate you tuning in. This is Go Deep every Thursday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. The podcast on Podbean and Spotify. I'm your host Tyreek, joined here with my producer Frenchie. Shout out to all my guests who came through. We'll see you next week, next Thursday, 9 a.m. Let's go deep. Let's go deep.